1: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A podcast. podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
4: This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio.
1: While all these various things are going on, Odell Beckham Jr. just got paid. How about that? Odell Beckham has agreed to a five-year extension with the New York Giants, making him the highest-paid wide receiver in football, going to get a maximum of $95 million over the course of the deal, $65 million in guaranteed money. This makes him the highest-paid wide receiver now eclipsing Antonio Brown, $17 million per year average. And also, Mike Evans had $55 million in total guarantees. So Odell Beckham has the highest paid salary, Mm -hmm. and he's got the most money in guarantees. He is the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Here's what's going to happen. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Good luck, New York Giants. You'll need it. Why do you immediately go to that? First of all, for a reason. First of all, they didn't have to pay him. They didn't have to. They could have done, and what they should have done, is exactly what the Steelers have been doing with Le'Veon Bell. When you have a guy who's really, really talented, but has shown he's hurt, he's a knucklehead, and can you trust him to pay him, the Steelers are doing the absolute right thing. They're getting all the production they can out of Le'Veon Bell. We're franchising him year after year, and now they can't do it after this year. Go, Le'Veon, go someplace else, and maybe somebody else will give you money. The Giants didn't have to pay Odell Beckham Jr. They could have this year is making eight million, could have franchised him. Franchise him next year, franchise him the year after that. Yeah, he'll say he's upset, but he's gonna make $18, $17 million a year. And that works for him because he gets paid all kinds of money. And it works for you because you're not locked into Odell Beckham Jr. long term. Because I say good luck, New York Giants, because I know exactly how this is gonna go. They gave him this money after they were over-effusive in praising him because he's been a good guy for three weeks, right? He's been in camp and everything is great. He's not caused headlines. He came to camp on time. He's not talking about holding out. Three weeks. Three weeks and the Giants said, oh, well, we got to fall over ourselves to give him money. This is like the parents who have the bad kid, and when the kid does one thing good, you have all the other Things that the kid did that you're like, oh, my God, you did this, you did this. But then the kid does one thing right, and it's over the top with praise going, oh, look at this. He's so great. Oh, look at oh, Odell. He showed up. Oh, he's, he's so mature. I saw. It's three weeks, and he knows if I show, show up for three weeks, you will cave and you will pay me because you have to pay me. And the Giants played a big game, whatever it was, and this is the second decision they're going to wind up regretting. The first one's going to be, obviously, not taking Sam Darnold. But you get into it with Odell Beckham Jr. now, and you are tied to him for the next five years. He's never going to change. Anybody who is so over-the-top about money, and look, everybody wants to get paid, but guys who are so, I'm talking about money, and I want money as a respect, I want money, I want money, I want money. They always tail off after they get paid because, well, I got paid. My goal was to get paid. My goal was not to be the best receiver to do this and, and, and get the plaudits and get paid and enjoy the lifestyle and keep the train going. No, his goal was to get paid, and now he got paid. So now you're going to see him not quite do the most he needs to do in order to be the best receiver in the NFL. And this is someone who has had a case of the drops the last year and a half that he's played football. He's got injury history, and then you have all the other stuff that goes along with him. All the other stuff. It was just a couple months ago, it was him in a hotel room with pizza and drugs. And suddenly now Allegedly. Oh, yeah. will get, sorry, allegedly with drugs in a hotel room. 420, like you. Right, exactly. This is not somebody that you can trust when you pay them money. The Giants will rue this day because it, he's never going to change. Because basically you've allowed him to be this irresponsible person that he's been this immature person that he's been his talent is undeniable his talent is absolutely undeniable emotionally he's a wreck he's unstable during games he can't control his emotions and now you have paid him you have basically said yeah we're concerned about all these things you've done the last three and a half years yeah but i was good for the last three weeks yes we're going to give you money. They will rue this day because he's not going to change. And it's going to be a lot of what you've seen from him the last few years, except he's not going to be as healthy. He won't be as dominant and it's not going to be a contract. That's going to help the New York giants. Trust me. Good luck giants.
5: The curiosity here is the continuing efforts by the giants. As you mentioned there, uh, of making sure to bang the drum for anything done on their watch, right? The, 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 Way it's shifted the the narrative of the management, coaching staff, whatever. Like, Saquon Barkley, he's arrived. Here, we're going to tweet about it. We're going to text about it. We're going to make sure everybody loves that Saquon Barkley is here. And now with Odell Beckham Jr., it's been press release after press release and well-planted line after line about him showing up. Now, there is one thing to be said for this. He showed up when could have had a true holdout and, and walked away. And then you could have your coach, you know, Bad mouthing you in the press like a John Gruden mm-hmm. is doing on Khalil Mack. Well, we weren't that good with him anyway, so he's not
1: gonna play Week One no matter what we get. Well, and that's where you're headed. This with, guy will we'll trade that. him to the Jets for Bridgewater.
5: Now, one of the things as we're looking at the team, I can slip that in. At, that was yeah, like, no, that's kind si- of that's That's kind
1: of like Sipowicz and John Gruden. Yeah, I'm gonna work ask, on my Gruden. No,
5: yeah. but you don't want to merge it too much because he's nah. not a Chicagoan. <laughs> he talks like a tough guy, but he's he's not a Chicagoan. But he's also not a New Yorker. No, he's not either. He's, he's neither he's, of those things. He's just John Gruden. That's okay. He's his own. Got his island. own way
1: not to that. talk and a way to speak. I don't know about this. I'm just a football coach. When I'm at Bush Gardens looking at white tigers, that's when you come up to me and say, hey, what are you going to do about Khalil Mack? And I'll say, this white tiger reminds me of Khalil Mack, not Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant, Martavis
5: Bryant already, Martavis already lost it. He already lost his Tiger status in your mind. Look, the, the the fact of the matter is you got a guy, elite receiver, teammates got excited about it. You saw the celebration video of, hey, I got paid. So there, there's good. It's a good locker room building activity. Part of it is the long play where you have Barkley on his rookie deal. You've paid Odell Beckham Jr. And eventually, you're going to have a quarterback in there on a rookie deal. And As we've talked about, eventually, you, you ride off into the sunset if you're Eli Manning. I don't know if it's... Davis Webb becomes the guy, or you end up drafting in the middle of the first round at some point two to three years <laughs> later, uh, you're not going to have the glorious number three selection roll up because everything that conspired against the Giants last year, just statistically, that can't happen again. I've run the math. It just doesn't work that many injuries and things going to hell. But when you, I know you have a lot of reservations uh, about him in every which way, and a lot of it just ties to emotional. His emotional status. Eventually, we've got to account for the fact that he will mature, or you hope that he matures. That's the, th- that's the thing. You've, but,
1: you've, you've, you've given him the money. You've given him this money yeah. without seeing anything out of him except for three weeks of being at practice, which is what everybody is supposed to be doing, being at practice and training camp. Be
4: sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: It was earlier today, Tom Brady did an interview with WEEI. Now, this is something Tom Brady does. He's a paid guest. Well, I don't know how much money they pay him, but it's got to be a lot for Tom Brady to pick up the phone and have a weekly hit with a Boston radio station. He's done this a while, and we've played some of the sound bites, some things that he has said sure. before on the show in the past, but he made headlines today because he hung up during the middle of his interview. A big story this weekend, and I, I, I know it, it's crazy a it pest for a big story, but Tom Brady's personal trainer slash guru slash shaman, Alex by, Guerrero. By the way,
5: you're doing a lot of air quotes. We haven't flipped the camera on in the corner there. Guru, so uh, all of that guru and shaman and all that rolling of the eyes didn't come across. So that's why I've got to hold back the curtain
1: here. i got a genuine <laughs> Tom Brady guru. <laughs> and so Alex Guerrero, who, of course, was the central figure of why Belichick, Brady, and the team is at odds because they don't like Alex Guerrero's methods. They'd rather players train with the team instead of training with him. But the TV-12 method, of course, which is something such a big deal, it's kale and quinoa and and, and lettuce and cucumbers and, and ice cream that tastes like radishes, and this is how you become a great quarterback at 42 years old. His presence has been what is a big divining rod that is separating the big personalities on the Patriots. But it was a big deal this weekend that Alex Guerrero was allowed to fly with the Patriots to their preseason game. He has not been allowed to fly last year. He was barred from the flights by Bill Belichick, which is really what kicked off this, hey, Brady hates Belichick situation. So him being allowed on the flight is a big story. It made for a big narrative this
5: offseason. It gave a lot of anti-Patriots media members and, and fans and a lot of things to jump up and down saying, it's coming to
1: an end. It's coming to an end. They hate each other. Look at it. It's burning from within. Well, look, there's a reason why this is a big story. Then we'll play the audio and and, and we'll get into that part of it. Is that this, I had said, the this is the last year of the Patriots dynasty, right? They all hate each other. They're all going to figure out some way out. This is a big, quote, olive branch in that, hey, Alex Guerrero is now allowed to fly on the team plane. Number one, Kirk Minahan asked the follow-up after mm-hmm. Brady says, I don't want to get into it. Minahan asked the follow-up. Brady said, I said I don't want to get into it. Minahan ends it and says, okay, go ahead, talking to his co-host, Evan Drellich, to ask a question. Evan gets one word out before Brady jumps in with, yeah, everybody knows it's well-documented, the work he and I do together. The asking of the questions for Alex Guerrero was done. It was done. Brady said twice, I don't want to get into it. And he was done. Okay, so now Evan Drellich is going to ask some other question about something else. But then Brady says, no, you know what? I'm going to continue on with this. Yeah, everyone knows it's well documented, the work he and I do together. Why did he say that? It was done. It was done. because but he, but he didn't know it was done. Because Minahane was well, saying
5: saying his part, Brady tried to cut him off and just say that. No, no, And no, then no. have the final sentence. He
1: said, okay, go ahead. and Go back a little bit, Sam. Play it again. Listen to that song. Go ahead
5: figure out because i saw the
2: report of the work that he and i do together
1: no i know i no, no, yeah no i understand that i'm just trying to figure out because i saw the reports this weekend that he's traveling with the team was he on the sideline on friday
2: yeah all right
4: guys have a great day i'll talk to you later
1: okay so kirk manahan comes back with that question because he thinks it's over and evan Drellich jumps in to ask a question and brady says yeah everyone knows it's well documented the work he and i do together okay so now he's opened the door back again he's saying i don't want to talk about it but he throws it out there again because he knows if he says that that Minahane is going to follow up with another question. But he doesn't have so to. So then there. he can hang up the phone on it. But,
5: but he doesn't have to, and you're playing it like it's a WWE no. work.
1: That's exact because Tom Brady's talked to the media a couple of times. You and I have done a couple of interviews sure. in our day. That's exactly how that went. Tom Brady wanted that to get out there. He, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he knew I'm gonna make sure I hang up on them during this interview at some point. Because he could have done many things to stop this right away, he could have said it. He kn- he knows what he's getting before. I guarantee he knows what he's getting beforehand. There's no way Tom Brady is on the air and, and doesn't know what kind of questions he's getting. Because that happens with a lot of guests you too. Sure, come someone doesn't air. go off script, but it doesn't matter. He knows he's getting these questions. Not with Tom Brady. Not with Tom Brady. You're not. You you want this relationship with Tom Brady to continue on. You love having him on Weei once a week. You, you know, you say, hey, Tom, what do you want to talk about? We'll tell you. They want to have that relationship with him. They don't want him to go to 98 7, the sports hub, or whatever, any other station there in Boston. They want to keep this relate. They're not going to do anything that's going to piss him off. No,
5: because now you want to know what's going to happen next week when he comes on.
1: <laughs> that's all this is. <laughs> next Big week work. with Tom. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Jim Gray was going to ask him, but. When's he going to come back?
5: Those things hey, right no, there. brought to you by the menswear at Macy's. <laughs> no, that's halftime during Monday Night Football. What are you talking about?
1: If he didn't want to talk about it, he could have ended it twice, but he kept it going on two separate occasions just so we could say, okay, I'm going to hang up on you." I mean, it. I'm, I am I, I wouldn't doubt it. If you put a gun to my head, I would say that he was trying to accomplish exactly this during the interview where I can hang up on this so I can let everybody know because I know it's going to be a big story. Don't ask me about Alex Graham. I'm just going to hang up on you. Because if I say I don't want to talk about it, well, then the next time it comes up, someone's going to ask. Someone's going to ask again. We're getting to the regular season. So now week one, when the Patriots play a game, and after the game happens and the Patriots win by three touchdowns and Brady's asking questions, someone's going to say, hey, is Alex Guerrero flying back on the plane? He doesn't want to answer that. Now it's in the back of reporters' heads. If I ask, is he just going to embarrass me? So I'm not going to ask it. This was what Tom Brady wanted to do. He found two instances to keep it going just so he could hang up.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific.
1: The biggest story across the country is the Alabama Quarterback Derby. They play their first game this weekend against Louisville. Rick Pitino is already very upset about this. Game. See, I like this.
5: You went to this is the biggest story, even though here in Los Angeles you've got a bunch of random suspensions on the UCLA team.
1: Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's the thing about Hey, but co- they got a coach that people are paying attention to. But that's the thing about college football is it's so regionalized that it's hard to find one topic that everybody has an opinion on because if you live in texas generally you don't care about most of the other teams that aren't named texas same thing if you go to usc you're sitting there going hey we got our quarterback now how good is he meanwhile fans in the big 10 go i don't care about the quarterback so fans in the big 10 are all just nervous of what's going on at their school next (laughs) so it's really hard to find a topic that really becomes something big nationwide and that's why the heisman trophy is always big that's why we always talk about the playoffs but the Alabama quarterback derby certainly has taken its pantheon as the big story of week one. We still don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback when they take on Louisville. Again, Rick Patino, very upset. Nick Saban says, no decision yet on Jalen Hurts to a tag of Viola, national championship game hero. And as he said today, doesn't know why this is such a big deal.
4: They both have done a good job in fall camp. We're excited about the progress that both guys have made and what they're capable of doing. If I'm ready to tell you, I'll tell you. If I'm not, I won't. None of that's been decided yet. So I wish we could talk about something else because I don't really have anything else to say about
1: it. No, see, this is where Nick Saban, come on. This is something This is fantastic. This is the best. You know why? Because we're not talking about a suspension. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about someone who got busted for drugs. We're not talking about, oh, there's a here's a uh, a bunch of of, of misadventures that uh, that players have had. This is about on the field who deserves to play? Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Or to a Viola, who was the big hero coming off the bench to win the national championship game. This is the story that we should be talking about. This is what should make it big. And the, but Nick Saban is being Nick Saban. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. Fine, just be. You that think guy. you could say Tonga Viola
5: correctly, uh, or would you just
1: call him Tua and be done with it? Well, oh, you just can be Tua. Most people just say Tua. It's
5: a nice, easy way. Most out. people just say Tua, but it's like when you learn to say Intendikumo for the first
1: time. you know, Greek freak as a quarterback. Greek in freak, freak, freak. Greek freak. Greek <laughs> freak. But it can't be Jalen Hurts. This is how it's going to turn out. Eventually, Jalen Hurts is going to realize, I needed to transfer. We said this the night of the national championship game. Jalen Hurts is a competitor. He's also a guy that's very worried about his brand, which he has said in many interviews about his brand, my dad and I, my brand, my brand. Dude, you need to be able to make sure you start the rest of your college football career. Don't give away a year in which you're not going to start, because staying at Alabama was too big of a risk. Yes, you can think, I'm the better player, I'm going to win this job, but maybe you don't. You have to go someplace where you will ensure you will start for the next couple of years. And there are there is no shortage of D1 teams, of FBS teams, that will take you and say, yes, sit out for a year, you're our guy, we won't recruit a quarterback, you're our guy, junior season, Don't we are all good. Spend a year going someplace else because it's too big of a risk to not win the job. Because what's going to happen is, Taco Viola is going to win the job at some point because he's, he's a better passer, and honestly, Jalen Hurts is overrated. We've said it many times, and then a couple people discovered that and thought they were saying it for the first time. Great. Eventually, he's going to win the job. He's going to need to play because of what he did in the national championship game. So when you know that going in, you know the desire to see him play is so big because we've seen Jalen Hurts. We know who you are. You're not, not suddenly going to win a lot of passing titles. He's not someone that is putting up a lot of points by himself. You can look at the offense he's responsible for. He's the head of the snake with this team. But he really is not a really he's not a great downfield passer. He's someone that has a lot of moxie and and can make some big plays, but generally he is the head of the snake. Whereas Tua is more, hey, this guy is more electric and get the team down the field. We've seen Jalen Hurts for two years. We haven't seen Tonga Viola. We haven't seen him enough. So now the desire to see him is going to be so big, he's going to have to play. Jalen Hurts, if he loses the job, if it's announced that he's going to start week one, next week he's got to decide, you know what, coach, I got to transfer. I got to look out for me, I got to make sure I see the field and I got to make sure I keep playing cuz you know who wishes he had done that? Cardell Jones.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: Mono Ginobili, his career has been a terrific one. Right? His the thing I always think of with Mono Ginobili is that left-handed layup running one-hander was impossible to block. He got so many baskets because nobody could figure out a way to get to get by that. He made a lot of clutch shots. He was the consummate spur who stayed with the organization all through the run. He bridged a lot of other guys, but him, Duncan, and Tony Parker were fantastic together. Ginobili is the third best player on the San Antonio Spurs. Sure. He was the third best player. Mm-hmm. You're talking about NBA Hall of Fame, and while I think we overinflate guys because we like them, and Manu Ginobili is likable. He was very quiet for his whole career. He was the fun foreign player because he was a little flashy on the court, someone we kind of haven't seen, and we liked him. So we want to inflate his career. But this is Manu Ginobili when you talk about Hall of Fame or not. He started less than 50% of the games he played in the NBA. In fact, he was only really a full-time starter two and a half years. Right Now, that you're talking about a guy that's come off the bench for the vast majority of his career. Yep. He started 349 of the 1,057 games he's been in. He played an average of 25 minutes a night. He's playing half a game. Some years he played more than 25. Some years he played up to 26, 28. The last couple of years he was more around 19 or 20, but that's kind of where he's been. Sure. For his career, he played about half a game. And he was a 13, four, and four guy. Mm-hmm. His clutch shots, phenomenal. And he made big plays. And and, and like I said, he was fun. But I think we're over-inflating a little bit of Manu Ginobili because I can't put a guy in a Hall of Fame that played half the minutes in every game. Ready? Hall, I'm
5: going to kill this with one name. Oh, wow. Go ahead. You know who's
1: going in September 7th? Steve Novak. Dino
5: Raja. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. So no matter where you played your pro basketball, yeah. Yeah. we're yeah. opening our yeah. arms and we're saying, come on yeah, in. it's not the NBA. Come on in. Not so the it, NBA exactly. So Exactly. And, and even just the NBA Hall of Fame. You're you're talking about a guy who's been on winning teams for two decades, part of a, a dynastic run. But yeah, if he's the third guy, but even if he's the third part guy. part of a dynastic but, run. But, we, but how, what do we do? We we celebrate the triumvirate, you know, the big three that was even a league. How about that? But you go all the way through. You've got all all of these teams, no matter where you go, there's always one, two, and you figure out who that third guy is. That's how we we define Squads all the way through. If you're letting Dino Raja in for what he's done overseas and in the international competition, Manu Ginobili's walking in Listen, there. Dino he is Dino strolling Raja. straight up those front steps. He's, G- so, he's doing the damn baby group dance Dino. into the front door to be inducted as a first ballot. Listen, at this point, I'm
1: I'm offended that you even brought up Dino Rajas name. Why? Not he's even staring Boston in Boston, people do it? You know, we had I that did Dino that, Raja. I did that to remind he the people of Boston. He was supposed to be the next Larry Bird, and he wasn't.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen.